It's been over 75 years since the liberation of Auschwitz, and as time progresses and survivors begin to disappear, misinformation and ignorance about the horrors of the Holocaust is becoming a widespread epidemic. Troublingly, according to a recent study, Delaware was among the states who were ranked lowest in their knowledge of the Holocaust. In 2020, the General Assembly passed legislation that requires schools to implement a curriculum on the Holocaust and genocide for students in grades 6 through 12. This makes Delaware the 15th state to enact such legislation. In the age of misinformation and polarization, this education goes beyond just teaching young adults about a historical event. This education is about creating a vehicle for students to cultivate empathy, compassion, and tolerance, and ultimately, prepare them to become better citizens. This week, I spoke to two individuals who made this possible. Representative Deborah Heffernan and Steve Gonzer of the Helena Wynn Preston Holocaust Education Committee. We talked about education, keeping the memory of Holocaust victims alive, and strategies for combating hatred, which has become all too prevalent in our world. From the Delaware House Democratic Caucus, this is Whip Count. We'll hear first from Representative Deborah Heffernan, who represents Delaware's 6th Representative District, which covers parts of northern Newcastle County, where the Brandywine Hundred. Representative Heffernan, I know that you have a special connection to this legislation based off of events of your childhood and events that your family has gone through. Do you want to talk about that connection and your background? My connection to this bill, it started that my parents and their families were both from Germany and escaped Nazi Germany. And um, many members of our family were killed by the Nazis and or held in concentration camps. So to me, it's something that I've grown up always knowing about and knowing about the horrors But I was disheartened to hear that in our United States of America, many, almost 68% of students, they didn't know that 6 million Jews and many others were killed. They didn't, couldn't name a concentration camp. They really didn't even know about the horrors and how this happened in our past. It sounds like your parents had some really incredible stories to share and that those stories shaped your worldview. How do you think that the Holocaust education programs that schools will soon be implementing will shape the worldview of the students who are maybe just learning about it for the first time? Well, um, you know, my parents and their parents, my father passed away a couple years ago, but my both my parents were were younger when they escaped Nazi Germany, but their parents were adults. And seeing how this could happen, I think it's important to all kids and really all adults to realize that something like this could happen again if we let hate go unchecked. Learning firsthand from those who have survived these events is definitely a good way to understand and absorb the material that they're talking about, you know, this is someone's life. Um, I remember when this bill was on the House floor, you brought Holocaust survivor 
And Jaffe, who also happens to be your constituent and all-around amazing woman, she came in to advocate for this legislation, and she gave a speech about her background as a Holocaust survivor that was absolutely incredible and bone-chilling. I happen to be one of the luckiest survivors because of where I come from, and I am one of the very, very few who has survived with my parents. I could have never survived without them and the lessons that I have learned from them. I come from Eastern Europe, and to us, the Germans didn't come until 1941. So I was under the Nazi occupation for three years. In those three years, I have witnessed in my town where I was born, 90% of the Jews brutally slaughtered. We are a lucky, lucky town. Neighboring towns, uh, have had a half a percent of the Jews that have survived. And this is, in a nutshell, what I have uh, gone through. We were spared the final execution. I'm wondering what impact folks like Ann Jaffe had in making Holocaust education a reality in Delaware. For Delaware and, and actually nationally, there's so few Holocaust survivors left because um, Ann Jaffe is, you know, an older age. Everybody that has survived the Holocaust, they're normal. Many of them are in their 90s now. And hearing a firsthand account is something um, that the Holocaust, the Helena Wind Preston Holocaust Foundation has under guidance of Steve Gonzer has interviewed many Delawareans, both survivors and those that helped free um, Jews that were held um, captive and save them. They call them righteous Gentiles or service members. So I think that these firsthand accounts, it's very important that they be heard and that they be documented because as we go even another generation away, there may not be anybody left who experienced the horrors of the Holocaust firsthand. I wanted to dig a little bit deeper on your work with the Helena Wynne Preston Holocaust Education Committee. Can you talk a little bit about your collaboration with them on the creation of this legislation and maybe talk about some of the outreach that they've done over the years to educate folks in the community? Sure. Um, the Helena Wynne Preston um, Holocaust Education Foundation has DVDs of all the interviews and the hours long, hours and hours long um, firsthand accounts of people who experienced the Holocaust. There's also um, the foundation works with different schools. Every school in Delaware has a copy of the DVDs, but also they work with many public schools, charter schools, and private schools, including um, Catholic schools, to bring the content and the information to help teachers. So they do um, sponsor trips to the Holocaust Museum. They do trainings for the teacher and they have materials available to help teachers bring this lesson into their classroom. 
I realize that we've been having these conversations about the importance of education and outreach efforts, but I've realized that we have not actually dug into the bill yet. So for those who are unaware, can you give us a brief synopsis of this legislation and explain its impact on Delaware and Delawarean students? What the legislation entails is that every year through middle school and high school, um, education on the Holocaust and other um, genocides will be brought to every public school in Delaware. And, and this will be every year and it will be tailored to the classroom um, and it will be explained and there's help in developing curriculum for each district from a lot of sources, including the American Holocaust Museum, the Holocaust Museum of Philadelphia, and also the Helena Wind Preston Education Foundation. It's going to show kids and have them understand and understand the importance of remembering and never forgetting the horrors of these genocides that have happened in our country and even worldwide. I want to now talk about something, a, a trend that has been deeply troubling over the last few years. We as a society have definitely seen an uptick in anti-Semitism and xenophobia. There's a lot of events I could call out right now, but I know that the Anti-Defamation League said that 2019 was the one of the worst years in modern history for anti-Semitic events. There were over 40. And that's not to mention the recent attacks we saw in the Capitol where there were rioters wearing Camp Auschwitz sweatshirts. Do you think that educating students on the horrors of the Holocaust will help to curb this this trend and help end some of the hatred we see? The um, events of the past four years and the events two weeks ago when the Capitol was stormed by terrorists, the shirts, it was chilling to see shirts that really... Uh, glorified the Holocaust and one shirt, it was um, six million was not enough. That was of Jews killed in the Holocaust. That was the most chilling thing I could see because one of the important lessons when we learn about the Holocaust and about history is is to remember and to say never again and never forget. Well, it pretty much looks like this is on the rise, not only in the United States, anti-Semitism, but worldwide. And I think that at least um, making sure that kids in Delaware and this Holocaust education bill has been something other states also have pursued. I think that this is going to help to make sure that the kids of today don't turn into the people with their hearts filled with hate that we have a small portion of in our country. I think we all know that educating children on the realities of the Holocaust goes way beyond just putting a textbook in front of them or educating them on an event. There are definitely life lessons that can be taken away from this. What lessons do you think that students can take away from this and how do you think it can translate into their lives? I think um, tolerance, compassion, empathy, 
for others that um, everyone is different, but on the inside, we're all the same, that we need to understand that we might disagree with someone about either how they pray or their beliefs, but that isn't a reason to um, hate them or want to abolish them from this earth. Um, so really, I would say tolerance, empathy, and respect for others. At the time we're recording this, Holocaust Remembrance Day is right around the corner. So I want to close off this conversation by asking you, how can we keep the memory of those who perish in the Holocaust alive? How can we ensure that survivor stories are taken down for generations to come? One, one re- way to memorialize them is by remembering and teaching their stories and the DVDs of their firsthand interviews are very important. But I also think that um, Holocaust Remembrance Day is a day that we remember all the victims of the Holocaust. And it, it was not just Jews. It was Jews. It was LGBTQ people. It was people of other nationalities. So one thing in Judaism we do is we recognize um, the anniversary of a person's passing. And since many of the victims of the Holocaust did not have, do not have anybody to memorialize their passing. And we say a prayer, which is the Kaddish prayer for the dead. And I know that um, in Delaware, we remember Holocaust Remembrance Day. Um, This is International Holocaust Remembrance Day, but we remember in April, we do a ceremony with clergy from um, all religions to come together and memorialize those that have perished in the Holocaust at the Holocaust Remembrance Statue that's in right near the Carvel State Building in Wilmington, Delaware. So I would hope um, that that would also be a way that we are able to bring kids together when the pandemic's over, bring kids together and classes and schools um, and have speakers and really memorialize that so that we never forget and always remember that this is possible if we don't love and respect each other. I am joined now by Steve Gonzer, who was instrumental in getting this Holocaust education bill passed, and who has done a lot of work, outreach in the community, educating folks about the horrors of the Holocaust. I know that you have an extensive body of work in Holocaust education, Mm -hmm. so could you maybe talk about some of the projects you've worked on and what got you passionate about Holocaust education? I actually got involved by accident. When I was a child growing up, I used to visit my grandmother's house. Like we used to visit every weekend and I always noticed photographs on the wall of people that looked like really weird to me. I had never met them in person. I didn't know who they were. And I was kind of a precocious, nosy child. You know, I asked my grandmother who these photographs were And she told me they were my uncles and my cousins. So I asked her 
who were they and what happened to them? All she, all she told me was that, you know, they died during the war. Um, I was a young child, so I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what war. I started to ask more questions. And there was one photo that I actually still have, which is the only photograph of my great-grandmother in existence. And she kind of looked like a witch to me. I asked my grandmother, like, who is that? said she scared me she looked like a witch and my grandmother just started crying and mm -hmm. said um she's no witch that's your that's my mother so i kept asking more questions no one really answered me and then i realized that these were um people of my family who were murdered during the holocaust fast forwarding years later i came across a box of letters and documents related to um, my family's destruction during the Holocaust. And I actually I just became passionate about it. I was always, always sensitive um, to other people's history and some of the pain they suffered. I just was like that. Um, I had that kind of passion even as a child. So basically that's how I got involved. Um, later, I became involved with um, um, conference on Christians and Jews and met a woman named Helena Wynn Preston. And I told her I had like all these letters from my family and she actually interpreted all of them for me, translated them. And she asked me to become involved with the Helena Wynn Preston Holocaust Education Committee. I was hoping we could segue into the work of the Helena Wynn Preston Holocaust Education Committee and some of the work that your committee does in educating folks in our community. The committee, Holocaust Education Committee, um, has been around since 1976. It was started by um, two Holocaust survivors who met in Wilmington, Dorothy Finger and Helena Wynn Preston. Um, the committee, upon Helena's death in 1982, was renamed in her memory. Like I said, we've been around for 40 years. The committee consists of community members who are teachers, Holocaust educators, um, clergy people, um, community leaders. And we've, we've done an enormous amount of work to raise awareness about the um, consequences of hatred, discrimination, and indifference. You know, one of the things that we're very proud of is we um, created the first Garden of Righteous Gentiles in the United States. The garden is designed to honor those individuals, non-Jews, who saved the lives of Jews during the Holocaust, you know, risking their own lives. We, um, over the years, have spoken in hundreds of schools um, addressing the issue of the Holocaust and genocide. I personally have, have done hundreds of, of lectures um, we also provide programming resources for teachers, especially who are interested in teaching about the Holocaust and several other programs that we do. As you've gone around in your travels, educating folks up and down the state about the Holocaust, have you noticed that high school students are seemingly more unaware of the events of the Holocaust? I know there was a few studies that have come out recently that showed Delaware was one of the states ranked lowest in students' knowledge of the Holocaust. So I'm wondering if that's something that you've seen. Absolutely. And um, also, that's why one of our goals over the decades has been to um, require Holocaust education 
be taught in you know the schools in Delaware and it's been kind of a lifelong passion of mine and everyone else on the committee to get a Holocaust education bill um, through the legislature. It, it's actually been probably a three decade effort. All of this came to fruition this July when Governor Carney signed um, HB 318. And to address what you had stated about you know, the lack of knowledge about the Holocaust and genocide. Um, in March 2020, the Klain Conference did a, a national survey in all 50 states trying to get numbers and statistics for Holocaust knowledge among students. Out of the 50 states, Delaware ranked 41 out of 50 for lack of knowledge in the Holocaust. It, it was just amazing. It's, it's, it's frightening um, given, you know, the current events of the day. One thing when, when I talk to students um, and do lectures in places, you know, I always talk about history repeating itself and it has done that for thousands of years and it probably will continue to do so. One of the questions on the claim conference survey, and I'm talking only about Delaware, you know, they, they did a survey in all 50 states. Um, they asked students, could something like the Holocaust happen again today? And 54% of the students surveyed said yes. 65% of the students said that Holocaust education should be compulsory. So there are a lot of frightening statistics um, in the survey, which had never been done before. One of the questions that was asked of students is have you seen Holocaust denial or distortion online? 44% of the students surveyed said yes, and it's, it's pretty frightening. One other thing that I, that I have to say, because I feel compelled and passionate to do that, hardly any students in Delaware could name a concentration camp. Just imagine what, you know, Delaware's minorities and marginalized people know about the Holocaust. So, like I said, I'm extremely grateful, along with the survivors in Delaware who are still living, that this bill passed. And we're looking forward to having the curriculum in all the schools and getting people started in this effort. I want to switch gears now and talk about something that I think we've all seen in our society over the past couple of years, and that is a rising level of animosity toward one another. And, you know, especially online, you talked about earlier, there's rampant conspiracy theories, there's people saying horrible things to each other. Certainly the events of the last two weeks show how divided we are and, and how this hateful ideology is still alive. What do you think we can do to combat this? How can educating children about the events of the Holocaust or genocides at a young age, help to curb this or, or turn this around? You know, if you recall in Charlotte, you know, there were, you know, there were people carrying Nazi signs, you know, swastikas. And, you know, what I, what I say to students, and, and they're really receptive, and other people is, you know, unfortunately, hatred doesn't discriminate. You know, it's widespread um, and, and it's continuous throughout history. So, like I said, even more important that we get, you know, the ball rolling on this um, HB 318. 
I think that you're absolutely right about that. This is something that could happen to anyone. It could be any group. And I know part of the language of the legislation talks about how it's about educating children on the danger that befalls us when hatred goes unchecked. So on that note, I know that you spend a lot of time educating children we've just talked about. What are the lessons that you try to convey to them? What are the big takeaways that you're hoping they're going to get from learning about the events of our past? One of my reasons for being so passionate, determined to get this bill passed, is you're exactly right. This is not about one event in history. It's not about one group of people. It's about, you know, the, the cancerous behavior of genocide. And that, you know, historical facts are just not taught in, in school, to, in my opinion. Um, the Holocaust is probably the best frame of reference ever to teach about genocide. You know, there's undisputed evidence worldwide, and people are totally unaware that other genocides in history were perpetrated against Irish people, Ukrainian people, Armenians, Cambodians. So again, you know, my hope is that, you know, by teaching the lessons learned from the Holocaust, um, we could branch out and talk about basically genocide and hatred in general. I would believe that we're one family and that we can't, we can't monopolize genocide. Like I said, the, the Holocaust is absolutely, in my opinion, the best frame of reference from which to teach the lessons. One thing that's really important that I've been trying to do is to change mindsets from from the horrors of genocide, you know, the um, especially the Holocaust, the ovens, the brutality, the hatred, to a mindset for youth, especially of spirit of human resilience, heroism, and not feeling like we're all victims. I think you know raising awareness that way is probably most important. Um, also, that you know we should speak up, you know when. You know, in, in the face of terror and horror, you know, the the indifference that took place in, in every genocide is probably just as, as horrible as the other events. You know, we need to speak up. You know, we need to teach our youth that, again, that we belong to one family. And when hatred and discrimination it raise their heads, we need to we need to stop it. The, the important thing to me is to teach the ultimate consequences of hatred, discrimination, and indifference, you know, that resulted in genocide. I wanted to close out our conversation by talking about a project that I know that you have put a lot of of time and effort into, and that is your documentary film, No Denying, Delawareans Bear Witness to the Holocaust, in which you, you feature a lot of firsthand accounts of people that witnessed the events of the Holocaust. Do you want to tell people where, where they can find that and talk a little bit about that project? Part of part of what I did on our committee um, is to create an eight-hour and fifteen-minute documentary that features Delawareans who were eyewitnesses to the Holocaust. They include survivors, righteous Gentiles, rescued children, and liberators. That that's one tool that's available to all teachers that I'm hoping will become part of some type of um, curriculum. There are first-person interviews with with. Um, all these individuals. At this point in Delaware, there are probably only six survivors left. One of the survivors passed away two weeks ago. We have one individual who has been 
a godsend um, to speak to schools. Ann Jaffe, she has been to hundreds of schools. I've been to hundreds of schools um, and different youth organizations. So, you know, the DVD is available. If anyone's interested in reading about, you know, the committee or the um, DVD set, they can just go to www.nodenying.org. Steve, thank you so much for joining us here today. And thank you for all the work that you're doing out in our communities and your assistance with getting HB 318 across the finish line. I know that this is something that you worked very closely with Representative Heffernan on, and I'm glad that your committees and your decades-long fight to get this legislation passed in Delaware is finally going to become a reality. So thank you. Whip Count is brought to you by the Delaware House Democratic Caucus. You can find us on Facebook at DE House Dems, on Instagram at DE House Dems, and on Twitter, also DE House Dems. Make sure you subscribe because more episodes are coming. <laughs>